Hello everyone, it's episode 4 of the Full Beam Podcast and we're going to talk about the Austrian F1 Grand Prix. I'm Al. And I'm Sai. And off we go, so wasn't that a race to behold? About time we had a good one. I can't remember that. I can't remember a race like that for a long time. Yeah, true. Um, I'm torn because that was a great race, but I'm also... It wasn't it, it it wasn't a good race for me. It was a great race because it had everything. It had drama at the start, it had last lap overtaking, it had everything. But I am a massive, huge Lewis Hamilton fan. And I have been from coming into F one. Saw him win his first uh, Silverstone Grand Prix. And I've just just follow him on Twitter, all the social media, whatever. Think he's brilliant. So any race that he doesn't win or doesn't come on the podium is is a bad day for me. But it was amazing to see such talents like Verstappen and like Leclerc coming through. Shows you that it's got F one has at least got the drivers to give it a bright future. If it's if it gets bogged down in all its rules and regulations and everything else, it might ruin itself. But it's certainly still got the talent there. Um, and again, I think it's really difficult to 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 not like Verstappen. I think he's I think he's just he's everything that you want in a racing driver. He's young, he's talented, he knows he's talented, he's full of confidence. There's no fear in him. That last lap overtake where he, there was no way Leclerc was coming back on that track at all. You know, it was it was on the verge of being. Well, he classed it as hard racing, didn't he? And that's exactly what it is. But as an F1 fan, you want to see hard racing. You want to see the best drivers going wheel to wheel, don't you, for that victory? Um, and that's why Hamilton is the most boring man in the world. I know you love him. I just can't stand him. I don't. I don't get him at all. He just whinges and whines. Doesn't know how lucky he is. Doesn't appreciate what he does. Doesn't appreciate where he is. Course he he's does. just a crier. Of course he does. But you see, this he's a crier. No, he's not. And he's not, he's not a decent driver. This is the Schumacher effect. Okay? Everybody hated Schumacher when he won. But God, it was exciting. On year, on year, on year with Ferrari. Everybody hated him. Oh, give somebody else a chance. Oh, give somebody else a chance. That's where we are now. Mercedes are smashing it. Absolutely smashing it. They're investing. They're drawing on the best This technology. is not about what's wrong with F1. No, I'm moment, not saying right? it is. I'm not saying it is. But it's, everybody, it's the Grand Prix hates, everybody hates Hamilton because he's winning. No, I don't think it's because he's winning. I think because he's boring. He's dull as ditch water. So he's the most boring driver. Before we, How can he be a boring driver? Because he, he just does nothing about him. Okay, name me one exciting F1 driver. Name me one. Verstappen. So he talks, he, he's engaging when he talks, is he? Name me one engaging F1 driver. Ricciardo. Daddy Ricciardo was really good to listen to. And that's it. They're all pretty boring at the moment. So. They've all been boring. There's only two racing drivers at the moment. No, sorry. Right, getting back to the race. Right, getting back to the race. There's actually three great racing drivers at the moment. Those first few laps were all Orlando Norris for me. He was amazing. To get that out of a McLaren. Mm-hmm. And Carlos Sainz did pretty well mm-hmm. as well, to be fair. You know. Norris, he's so young and he's got a, a, not a great car. It's getting better, but it's not great. God, he's going to be something for the future. Him. And the first few laps were all about him. For me. It's like, look how well he's doing. Mm. He's a racing driver. 
imagine what he gets out of Mercedes or Ferrari, he was doing that in a McLaren. Yeah. Um, so the same Ricciardo as a racing driver and Verstappen, obviously. Um, everyone else is just <sighs> spare me. And I, I know it's I know you always get exciting drivers and boring drivers. It's always been the way. So in the days of Senna, you had Mansell who was boring as hell. Still a great driver. Um, but now it's it's so sterile the sport. That's why the race was so good on Sunday because it wasn't it wasn't boring like it normally is. Yeah, and I think it shows that Mercedes have certainly got their work cut out. Now you're in like the European stage of uh, the F1 season. If this heat wave keeps up, they have got massive uh, overheating issues. They've got cooling issues, haven't they? Um, so again, they might have had pace. Hamilton said that he had the pace, but he was having to lift and shift, lift and coast, sorry, um, for you know a good 70, 80% of the race. So the overheating started almost immediately. Um, so if they're not sorted by Budapest, they, they could well get caught out again, couldn't they? Silverstone next. I thought it was Budapest next. No, it's us next, I think. Is it? Yeah. Well, again, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but if there's one, if there's an Achilles heel for the Mercedes, it is currently, uh, at the moment, the uh, cooling issues. Okay. There's, from the race, there's two things for me. Um, I was surprised that nothing happened to Team 1. I thought Team 1 was going to be a definite a crash which oh, yeah. happened. Again, you throw I mean, a rookie like Lando Norris into that mix where he's up at the front where you yeah. wouldn't expect him to be, then absolutely. But no, Team 1 was handled quite well. And nobody, nobody got Verstappen either, did they? Because his anti-stall kicked him. Yeah. So he didn't even get away. That's why the two Mercedes over took him at first. So again, you, you're not taking anything away from Verstappen. I think he dropped down to about 8th or ninth, didn't he? It was ninth, yeah. yeah. And I have to say, in, de- in defence of Hamilton, for once, um, his reaction because he was behind Verstappen, yeah. I think his reaction to avoid him and get past him so quickly, yeah, yeah that was great for him. Um, so there was that. Also, what was the mistake that Ferrari made? I heard on the radio it said Ferrari's made a mistake with the with Vettel's car or something. They um, missed the pits. Yeah, it was it was a total uh, reaction uh, to Mercedes uh, pit stop, but Mercedes brought Bottas in. And Vettel must have only been a, a second or two behind him. So as they saw Bottas pull into the pits, maybe it was Vettel that, that made the decision. I don't know. Um, but the uh, pit crew weren't, weren't... They were ready. They were aware of him coming in the pit lane, but the covers were still on tyres and it was a bit of a scramble. Um, he lost some time in the pits, but it was nothing really significant. Um, and uh, Mercedes had to hold Bottas as well with Vettel coming down in the pit lane. So... Bottas lost some time as well. He shouldn't be making mistakes like that, should he? No, but I think it was such a quick reaction. It was basically when Bottas comes in, you come in. Right. So it was like I said, they were they were they weren't sat down in the garage. They were in the pit lane, but I just don't think they expected it so quickly. Right. Um, so yeah, that that was the issue. I know Hamilton um, went over uh, the curb and got front nose. Yeah. Front, front yeah. Nose that was his car, didn't he? Um, and there'd been kickoff uh, all weekend about how big these curbs actually were, mm. but again, the epitome of racing—it's illegal now for all four wheels to be off the track. Why shouldn't there be something? One of the Charlie Russells did it as well, didn't you? Can't which one of them? Yeah, now. one of them did that as well. Anyway, I think the the story of the the race was really my boy Max. I love him. Yeah, Max Verstappen is the savior of Formula One. I mean, you've got windmills, clogs. Cheese, total football, 
canals and you can add maximum damage to your list of Dutch icons. It's just, thank God he's there. Thank God, that's all I can say, thank God Max is And there. good mates with Virgil van Dijk as well. Is he really? Yes. That's just put me right off him. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I still love him. Okay. They're all Dutch, I suppose. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, I get his, and again, he's showing Gasly up. Gasly should be doing better than what he's doing. Same cars for Stappen. Yeah. Difference in class is just, it's just clear to see, isn't it? Yeah. Another thing as well is, is I just call, I just call him Chocolate Eclair. Is, is Charles Leclerc an unlucky driver? Yeah. He just doesn't get the look, does he? Nope. Or does he bottle it? Or is he just not the finished article yet? Is he not making those decisions that he should be making in the situations that he's in? Yeah, you know that all comes. Don't get you know he's been in a in a team. It's on the back of the grid, and he's been just rushed right to the front of the grid, putting the second best car in the track and gone. Prove yourself. No, no, you know there's no hiding places. They're driving for Red Bull, Mercedes, or Ferrari. Gasly's being found out big time. You you get somebody that can do it like Max Verstappen, and you're maybe not that confident. That's what I mean. Just to start second on the grid. Have a crap start. Yeah. Go back to set, set ninth. So it was, it was between seven and ninth. Seven and ninth, yeah. yeah. And then come back to win. Yeah. So you know, everyone says about Tiger Woods having a comeback stuff. That Max Verstappen was, was a comeback. You know what I mean? That was that was amazing. Um, and the thing about Tiger Woods, I, I know this isn't golf. I know it's just a greatest comeback in the world ever. No, sorry, no. It was Nicky Lauda. It was Nicky Lauda. That me. That was the greatest comeback ever. Yeah. Tiger Woods drank too much. Drove drunk, smacked his missus around a little, can't see that. Was a bit of a bad boy of his missus, lost his nose, you know, that's all his fault. Yeah. All his fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicky Lauder got caught in a car and had third degree burns, yeah. came back two races later yeah. and nearly won the championship, so do not equate the two at all. No. Just, getting that, just clearing that one up. Um, just before we finish this podcast, two things, right, and we can talk about these in other podcasts, but we can talk about one. Uh, I saw a lot of things about grid penalties um, because a lot of people did go over curbs or block people. So there was a lot of penalties being issued out uh, for the race uh, for the Austrian Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton took a three grid drop. Okay, So he qualified in second, so he should have started fifth. But he actually only started fourth, so he dropped two places, even though he took a three-place drop. So I was like, well, what? what, what why does that happen? How, how does that happen? And basically, the F1 grid, the final grid positions, you'd think it would be done in the dead high-tech way, but it isn't. It's done by pen and paper. And what they do is they write down where the driver finishes on a big piece of paper, and then they add any penalties that they've got. So it showed Hamilton in second, then with a big arrow going down to fifth. So then when they've applied all the penalties, they then see where the gaps are because they can't have loads of gaps all over the grid. So they put all the penalties in place, and then they shrink the, the grid again, so they push everybody back up so there are no spaces. Um, so Hamilton went from second to fifth to fourth because the fifth place driver also got a grid penalty and dropped places. So I just thought if that does clarify or make anything a bit clearer, then it made it clearer to me, but it was good to see the actual picture of the diagram. It, it both clarifies it and complicates it at the same time. Um what that says to me is, and again, this is going back to, this could be another podcast altogether. This, this is going back to 
what's wrong with Formula One is that there's too many penalties. Yeah. There's just too many penalties. Yeah. There's too many, too many penalties. It's the pinnacle of motorsport, so you actually want to see racing. You want to see overtaking. You, you want to see danger. You want to see people putting their lives on the line, racing the most dangerous Formula One cars going to nothing. You want you want adrenaline. You don't want people just going round and round and round like you watch the scale action. If, if you had the penalties now, put back to the eighties and nineties, Michael Schumacher might never won a championship. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He would have been penalised every race. And the second thing that I want to talk about or briefly mention, and we will discuss. I think the F1 trophies leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> oh, this is just a, a bee in your bonnet, this, isn't it? Yeah. This this, this this is really just left me disappointed. I think it might have been the Silverstone Grand Prix a couple of years back, and it was sponsored by Santander, and the trophy for winning it was basically like, almost like a, a just a twist, or maybe kind of, maybe, it was the Santander logo, and it was just made out of like red plastic, Strands. I've just won a Formula One race. What is that? Yeah. What is that? And everybody on the podium at the Austrian Grand Prix got. And fair enough. It wasn't. It was. It was the. It was the track, but it was made out of wood. See, I like that. And I, I. I just don't get that. I don't get that. I have just flogged my guts out for an hour and a half solid. All the training, all the skill, everything else that goes into it. There's a wooden trophy. See, I, I'm, I don't think they should have different trophies for each each circuit. I think it should be one trophy for a winner that goes for whatever circuit it is. Oh, you're talking rubbish now, Al. Or. Each trophy is like the Austrian Grand Prix trophy, where it's a it's an outline of the circuit. Yeah. That'll be nice. Some of them do that, but you'd have the winners in gold, second silver, third bronze, yes. and that's it. No wood, no plastic, no plastic, definitely metal. Metal trophies. I, I, I take your point before about being ostentatious and all that kind of stuff. I get that. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't like big, big ostentatious trophies. With so awful. They can be small. They can be delicate. They can be elegant. Whatever, but please, no wood and no plastic. What about glass? Glass is fine. Mm. Mm. Okay. Should we sign that one off, Al? I think so. Awesome. Because there's, there's plenty more on F1, but um, anyway, the race was great. It was. A well-deserved winner. Absolutely well-deserved winner. And it, it, let's face it, we needed it. We did. Yeah, I think we can both agree on that. <laughs> okay, then. So next time, people. And oh, don't, don't, don't get in touch. Uh, Twitter, at Cars. Yes. Awesome. Give us a follow. Say hello. Yeah. If you've got any subjects you want us to talk about, yep. that's fine. Just let us know. Definitely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Just before we finish this podcast, two things, right? And we can talk about these in other podcasts, but we can talk about one. Uh, I saw a lot of things about grid penalties um, because a lot of people did go over curbs or block people. So there was a lot of penalties being issued out uh, for the race, uh, for the Austrian Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton took a three-grid drop. Okay, so he qualified in second, so he should have started fifth. But he actually only started fourth, so he dropped two places, even though he took a three-place drop. So I was like, well, why, why does that happen? How does that happen? And basically, the F1 grid, the final grid positions, you'd think it would be done in a dead high-tech way, but it isn't. It's done by pen and paper. 
And what they do is they write down where the driver finishes on a big piece of paper and then they add any penalties that they've got. So it showed Hamilton in second then with a big arrow going down to fifth. So then when they've applied all the penalties, they then see where the gaps are because they can't have loads of gaps all over the grid. So they put all the penalties in place and then they shrink the, the grid again. So they push everybody back up so there are no spaces. Um, so Hamilton went from second to fifth to fourth because the fifth place driver also got a grid penalty and dropped places so i just thought if that does clarify or make anything a bit clearer then it made it clearer to me but it was good to see the actual picture of the diagram it, it both clarifies it and complicates it at the same time um what that says to me is and again this is going back to this could be another podcast altogether this, this isn't going back to what's wrong with formula one is that there's too many penalties? Yeah, there's just too many penalties. Yeah. There's too many, too many penalties. It's the pinnacle of motorsport, so you actually want to see racing. You want to see overtaking. You you want to see danger. You want to see people putting their lives on the line, racing the most dangerous Formula One cars. Going, that's what you want. You want adrenaline. You don't want people just going round and round and round like you want to scale extra. If you had, if you had the penalties now. Put back to the 80s and 90s, Michael Schumacher might never won a championship. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He would have been penalised every race. And the second thing that I want to talk about, or briefly mention, and we will discuss, I think the F1 trophies leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> oh, this is just a being your bonnet, this, isn't it? Yeah. This, this, this has really just left me disappointed. I think it might have been the Silverstone Grand Prix a couple of years back, and it was sponsored by Santander and the trophy for winning it was basically like almost like a, a just a twist or maybe kind of maybe it was the Santander logo and it was just made out of like red plastic strands I've just won a Formula 1 race what is that? Yeah. what is that? and everybody on the podium at the Austrian Grand Prix got and fair enough, it was it was it was the it was the track, but it was made out of wood. So I like that. And I, I I just don't get that. I don't get that. I have just flogged my guts out for an hour and a half solid. All the training, all the skill, everything else that goes into it, there's a wooden trophy. See, I I'm, I don't think they start different trophies for each each circuit. I think it should be one trophy for a winner that goes for whatever circuit it is. Oh, you're talking rubbish now, Al. Or, each trophy is like the Austrian Grand Prix trophy, where it's a it's an outline of the circuit. Yeah. That would be nice. Some of them do that. But you'd have the winners in gold, second silver, third bronze, yes. and that's it. No wood, no plastic. No plastic, definitely. Metal. Metal trophies. I, I, I take your point before about being ostentatious and all that kind of stuff. I get that. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't like big, big ostentatious trophies. With so awful. They can be small, they can be delicate, they can be elegant, whatever, but please, no wood and no plastic. What about glass? Glass is fine. Mm. Mm. Okay. Should we sign that one off, Al? I think so. Awesome. Because there's, there's plenty more on F1, but um, anyway, the race was great. It was. A well-deserved winner. Absolutely well-deserved winner. And it, it, let's face it, we needed it. We did. Yeah, I think we can both agree on that. <laughs> okay, then. Till next time, people. Oh, don't, don't, don't get in touch. Uh, Twitter, at FullBeamCars. Yes. Awesome. Give us a follow. Say hello. Yeah. If you've got any subjects you want us to talk about, 
Yeah. That's fine. Just let us know. Definitely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.